in the Christmas season, especially three days after we have heard the story of the birth of Jesus and sung all those wonderful songs, heard the Gloria for the first time in a couple of weeks, and really soaked into the joy of family and friends and presents and gift giving and meals together, it is difficult for us to reflect upon today's commemoration of the young boys who were killed in lieu of Jesus in Bethlehem. The exact number is lost to history. One estimate says maybe a dozen. Not large enough in terms of number to grab the attention of Roman historians who would not have been that concerned about what was done with Herod because to the Roman eyes, Herod was, you know, not of his importance for something so small than this action of trying to keep control of people that that may put it in there. They may have just thought he was someone who would go and do something strange, like have all these boys massacred for fear of his throne. It's weird for us, especially when we have two major wars and many, many minor wars throughout the world, especially the war in the Holy Land, where we are see more images of injured and dead children, especially infants, that is, one to two years old. And so this may be a trigger for some people. This commemoration may cause people to be upset and be worried. How do we place this in the light of people of faith? I think the best way we can think about it is to remember that Jesus was born into the world, not just with all the concerns of having to be fed and be kept warm, but also with a threat to his life. That's why Mary and Joseph would have fled to Egypt for safety, out of Herod's control, still under the Roman Empire, but different local control. An area where the population in Egypt would have not cared about the Messiah. They would not have been concerned with what Jesus, Mary, and Joseph would have been doing, what they would have had. We don't even know how long Jesus grew up there. Was it a couple of years? Was it a few months? Did he come over as a 10-year-old back into Nazareth? We don't know. Joseph would have been able to find work. He was a skilled craftsman, and certainly building projects and furniture, other parts of um, the infrastructure that needed to be done, Joseph would have found work. Mary would have helped raise Jesus along with Joseph, and they would have kept house together. And that closeness of this family would have been something that would have helped them in exile. If we think about Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as migrants, economic migrants, political migrants, in both cases really, as well as a family trying to struggle in a world that can be cruel, a world in which infants can be killed. It's a world that we've always lived in. The Romans had a concept of if a child 
showed any physical deformities or even if the father of the child did not like the child or maybe suspected it was not his, the child could be killed. It's a horrible, horrible thought. But it was a cruel world that the Romans had under their control and they acted in many ways just as harshly. That's the world that Jesus came into to try to change, to change. He didn't know it when he was an infant. God, the second person of the Holy Trinity, does and did. But Jesus, the human aspect of him, would not have known. And he would have just known the love and care of Mary and Joseph. The closeness that they would have had for him, especially given the unusual circumstances of his birth. And especially whenever he would have been carried into Egypt, probably even before he could walk. Jesus grew up in a world where all sorts of things could have gone wrong. One of them, a horrible one, is the massacre of these male infants that we remember today. We don't know their names. We don't know the names of their parents. We don't know, as I mentioned, their number. And except for the Gospels, no story is generally told of them. But God knows who they are. Not just were. God knows who they are. And that is a reminder to us that there's nothing that happens in this world that God is not aware of. That means that we should not despair when horrors happen. It also means that we can't just put it aside. Catholic social teaching requires us to act for justice. The guideline we use is see, judge, act. We see the situations in the world. We judge the best solutions for solving these uh, problems, and then we act. There's a lot to think of in how to make this world a better place in the light of the gospel, working with God. God invites us to be co-laborers to make the world a better place. Sure, God could stop every bullet and every bomb from falling, but God could have stopped the five major catastrophes that occurred on this planet that wiped out fair numbers of creatures. But that's not how God set up the world. That's not how God sustains the world. God suffers with us. Jesus is that connection, that incarnate connection of our messy lives, of the danger that we are in. What would have happened if Harold had killed Jesus as an infant? I don't know. It would have been a different experience for us as Christians. But would we have had some sort of experience of God? I believe we would have. I don't know at all what it could have been. But the world that we're in, Jesus died in his early 30s, we say 33 years old. I think Thomas Aquinas said 30, and I'm going to go with 33 because that's what I taught was taught when I was a youth. He died a political prisoner, executed for peace. In other words, for the peace of the empire as it was thought of. But no, he died suffering the injustice that others suffer. 
And his resurrection is to us a reminder that God has a plan for us despite the horrible things that happen in our lives, despite the horrible things that happen in our world. And so while we figure out how to prevent and how to help those who have been injured or those who are survivors of those who have been killed, how do we prevent those actions that end up to killing more lives or causing more injuries and more destruction? We must pray that we act with justice, with forbearance, and also with patience. But we must act. We must act for justice.